Hello and welcome to the Bible Project Podcast. You join us as we are working together through the entire Bible and we're in part 72 of season 2 as we work together through the book of Genesis. There's always an opportunity to go back to the very beginning and join us in this journey which will take quite a number of years to work together through the whole of the Bible. But today we're just going to be covering Genesis chapter 9 verses 12 to 17 where we look at the promises of God. And I'd just like to remind you that a full transcript of all these podcasts is available in the episode notes section of any audio version of this podcast that you might be listening to. So I'd just like to begin today by reminding you of what we said in the last episode, and that is that God unconditionally promises that he will never destroy life on earth again by flood. So we've reached the end of the flood narrative. The ark has settled on on Mount Ararat. The animals have distributed and are repopulating the earth. And Noah and his family have made a sacrifice of thanksgiving unto the Lord. And God, in response to that, makes this unconditional promise that he will never destroy the earth again by flood. Now there may well be local floods, but never again will there be a worldwide flood. And he gives us a sign of that covenant in the next few verses. And this is what it says. And God said, This is the sign of the covenant I am making between you and every living creature with you, a covenant for all generations to come. I have set my rainbow in the clouds, and it will be a sign of the covenant between me and the earth. Whenever I bring clouds over the earth, and the rainbow appears in the clouds, I will remember my covenant between me and you, and all living creatures of every kind. Never again will the waters become a flood to destroy all life. Whenever the rainbow appears in the clouds, I will see it and remember the everlasting covenant between God and all the living creatures of every kind on the earth. So God said to Noah, This is the sign of the covenant I have established between me and all the life on earth. So there you have it. God says he's going to give us a rainbow as a sign of that promise. Because life is precious to him, And because of that, he makes an unconditional, universal, everlasting covenant with all people to never again destroy the earth by flood. And the visible sign of that promise is the rainbow. I believe that this passage, in fact, all chapter 9, 17 verses, exist primarily to highlight the value of life. And the big point here is that humans are made in the image of God, And that is what gives human life its unique, precious value. So let me conclude this section on chapter 9 by making a couple of observations and summarising where we've got up to so far. One lesson we can learn from this is that spiritual blindness and sin will produce catastrophes on a regular basis. That's something modern people are very aware of at the moment, well, in principle anyway because we are becoming more and more concerned about the environmental destruction and potential catastrophe that might be awaiting us. But this fear is a continual reactivation of an archetypal idea contained within this flood story. 
We know deep down within that there's something about the way we're living currently that it is completely unsustainable and that will eventually create a catastrophe if we don't make some changes. And it's very interesting because lots of people really firmly believe that. Yet at the same time, they don't see the relationship between the situation playing out today in front of us and the archetypal biblical story and how it plays out. Overconsumption, greed, all of that is producing unstable political situations and also causing great environmental concerns. You hear it every day in every newspaper and on every TV station. But we need to think biblically because there are some profound ramifications to our understanding of these early biblical stories and what they mean. They determine what we think about all the great ethical issues that face us in the modern society. The passage, I believe, gives us the basis for formulating a view on the value of the planet we live on and the value of life. If we didn't have these Bible passages, then we wouldn't fully understand our stewardship of the earth and we wouldn't know how to treat people any differently to animals. Without the Bible, you can easily reach a worldview that you are allowed to do exactly what you want, even to the point of slaughtering innocent people just because you decide to do so. Without the Bible at your core, you don't have a sense of the true value of a human life. So here are what I believe are the overriding principles contained in these first few chapters of this first book of the Bible. Primarily, human life is valuable, but it's valuable because we are made in the image of God. That's the one thing that we ought to walk away from this passage and what we've studied so far together, and that is that you and I are precious because we're made in the image of God. Get that principle down and I think you have the basis for thinking through the value of life and the meaning of life from a biblical point of view. It helps you to avoid embracing extremes where you can see humanity as just a cancer in the planet or all life is so sacred that therefore even the killing of animals or insects is wrong. To the other extreme where, where nothing is sacred and therefore life itself becomes cheap and worthless. This biblical teaching should inform your worldview on a wide range of issues. Now this on occasion can get intensely personal because it means that if you're precious to God then you're precious whether you're a little premature baby lying in a cot or you're a 90 year old soul lying in your bed or a hospital or a nursing home. Because you are precious to God because the Bible teaches that every one of us, all human beings, are made in the image of God.